0: My name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and bat zi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential, and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com slash infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life.
1: All right. Well, thank you everybody for having me here and for listening. So we're going to talk about erasing limiting beliefs to create your quantum shift. So before getting into erasing the negative beliefs, we also need to understand what they are and where they come from. So let's talk a little bit about that first. What are negative core limiting beliefs? Those things that you feel or think when you're thinking along the lines of, I'm not worthy, I'm not safe, I'm not in control, I'm not lovable, nobody loves me, I'm going to be left out, I don't belong, people can't be trusted. Those are just a few of the things that our minds tell us and that we feel emotionally and not in a right place, out of alignment with who we are. If you Ever feel like you never have enough time or enough money, enough love space or resources, then you are giving space to limiting beliefs. Everybody has them, and it takes a while to start re- removing them one by one. I like to use a jellyfish as an example of all the little tentacles of a jellyfish. And if you start plucking out those tentacles, guess what, that jellyfish can't sting anymore. So it's lifeless and it doesn't do anything to you. It cannot hurt you. So when we look at our limiting beliefs, We want to see which ones are really creating pain in our lives that we can go in and start plucking away. I like to go for the big ones first because that tends to ripple out into the ancillary beliefs that we can talk about later, maybe in the Q&A. But I want to keep this so that it's simple enough to understand and also give you some techniques that you can use to start your shift. So where do these limiting beliefs come from? Typically, they come from our childhood. We're sponges as we're growing up, and we take in so much of what's going on around us that we start learning behaviors of those around us. We have, you know, the epigenetic layers. If anybody knows Dr. Bruce Lipton and what he talks about with that whole epigenetics, we learn these things, and because we're immersed in them, we take on the, the same things. So, who we spend our time with as we are younger. And as we're older, it really makes a difference with those things that are being instilled in us and what beliefs that we are adopting. 87% of what we hear, think, and say is negative. 95%, actually greater than 95% of what we do is subconscious. And if the subconscious is a thousand times more powerful than the conscious, We are setting ourselves up for failure if we take the standpoint that things are negative. And guess what? It takes seven times as many positive statements to negate one negative statement. So that is huge. Just think about that. It takes seven good statements to get rid of just one, just to wipe it out like it never even happened. So think about how you talk to yourself. What is it that you say to yourself? Really take note of those things because when we master our thoughts, we master our lives. Our thoughts become our reality. And you've probably heard that a million times before, but think about your thoughts and how if they're negative or positive, they're one or the other. And if you go down the negative route, those become negative habits, which we tend to constantly be coming up against pitfalls and then failures. But if we think in a positive space, we develop positive habits, we look at everything as an opportunity and it leads to success. So in that, beliefs make up our patterns. Our beliefs govern our thoughts and our emotions. When a belief is triggered, either positive or negative, we have a thought, and an emotion that goes along with that. So really pay attention to what you're thinking in certain situations or if somebody says something and you all of a sudden feel like I'm angry or I'm sad or I feel hurt or left out, whatever that is, look at those thoughts and the feeling that goes with it because the beliefs then have control over our behavioral patterns. So what is it that you say, do, Acts, behave next? What is it that, you, that happens next? If you have something or somebody that says something to you and you always act in a certain way or say a certain thing back and it's in a negative space and maybe afterwards you're saying to yourself, oh my God, why did I do that? Why did I say that? I should have done something else. I should have said this or I, I shouldn't have acted like that. Give yourself some grace. Take a step back. Take a breath. And just know that this is coming from a pattern, from a belief. If you have the awareness enough to recognize it, you will then be able to do something about it. And many times we know that a belief may not be true. Like a thought comes to our head that I'm not worthy. And you know that you are worthy. You know it. But for some reason, you still give into it. And you still behave in such a way that maybe I'm not worthy. And it's because there's still an emotional hook that's in there. And when we have that emotional hook, it's tied to that belief. So then we behave in a certain way. So look at the instances and when, since it makes me feel blank, I act however you act whatever that is, according to that feeling, that belief. So the reality is, is that it's not anything wrong with you. Your negative beliefs are subconsciously sabotaging and suffocating you, which leads to my three-step air process. So how did I come up with this process in the first place? It was at a time in my life that I had gone through different periods of stressful things, overcoming obstacles and adversities and just all kinds of things, but this one, everything was coming from every single direction. And I'm sure, I know that there are people out there right now that feel the same way that I felt back then. And this is why I do what I do. So my story is, I was a chemist. I was making six figures. I was leading a team and we basically worked with eight different departments in my company. I was the lead analytical chemist across campaigns in five different countries around the world. It was great. There was a lot of responsibility, and there was a lot of stress. We had a fast-paced company. My health out of the clear blue started to decline, and I thought, that's just stress. we women tend to do because, oh, you know, I know I'm stressed out, but I'm just gonna keep pushing through it anyway. And so I ignored it, chalking it up to stress. My hair was falling out, oh, it's just stress. I was losing weight, oh, it's just stress because I'm working longer hours and I don't have as much time to eat and take the time for myself. Oh, but it's just temporary. It'll go away, it'll pass. Well, guess what? It didn't go away, it didn't just pass. It got worse. And it got to the point where my cognitive functions started to decline at a rapidly alarming rate to the point where I couldn't understand what people were saying to me. It sounded like the Peanuts character, the teacher. Wah, 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 wah. And then it took me a while to process it, figure out what they said, and then I had to find the words to, to speak back. So I really felt like I understood what a stroke victim feels like. Knowing what you want to say and not being able to find the words, not being able to get them from your brain to your lips and to the ears of the audience. I went through over a year of testing, all to receive normal results, normal results. Everything's fine, Nicole. And I started to feel like, are we are we looking at me in such a way that I'm just making this stuff up because I know there's something deathly wrong with me. So I was terrified that I wasn't going to recover and I knew that death was imminent if something didn't get done. So I ended up really tapping into myself, really becoming aware of every little thing to the point where I can feel my lymphatic movements in my skin under my skin it's really interesting the level of awareness that i now have but i discovered on my own that i thought i might have mercury poisoning so when i called my doctor and he laughed at me saying oh come on nicole really mercury poison nobody gets mercury poisoning these days and i said well can you just do the test. I've done through a year of tests, and this is just a blood test. Let's figure it out. So I asked him to amuse me, which he did. <laughs> my test results came back alarmingly high that he called me up right away and said, I need to go see a specialist. And he told me later, but he was very fearful of my life. And um, in that time that I saw a specialist and started chelation therapy, and, you know, to rid myself of this stuff. I ended up going through a layoff. I was lumped into a layoff at work. So how did this affect my life? I felt like the chance for opportunity and growth was stripped away from me. My relationships, because of mercury getting to my brain and making me essentially like a little bit crazy and memory loss, my relationships, were not only damaged, but some of them were really destroyed. And I had to liquidate my retirement assets to pay my medical bills and keep my family from being homeless. I was the sole provider for my family of six. My husband at the time was disabled. And my health, well, that was far from healthy. My emotional state was very rocky and I was insecure about the future, although I was very hopeful. And in that darkest hour, All of the pieces came together into a strategic formula that I was able to figure out, put it into action, and then tweak it as I went along to come up with the methods, the techniques, and the mindset pieces that I use today. So the process resuscitated my life. And that is why I'm so passionate about sharing this information, helping others to achieve great successes, and receive what seems like miraculous transformations by implementing easy-to-install techniques, methods, and procedures into your life so it doesn't seem like everything's getting rocked. So let's get into it. We'll talk about my three-step AIR process. Step one is A for awareness awareness of the situations, actions, thoughts, that govern who you are and what you do, right? Based on your beliefs. So who am I and what do I want? Most people don't know what they want. They know what they don't want. They don't know what they do want. And they don't know what's in alignment with their truth, passion and purpose. So I help people do that and really understand the patterns and the situations of when Something happens, you react in this way, and then how to step outside of that, which brings us to step two, it's identify, identify the triggers and the beliefs based on, you know, what has happened in the past and how you look at that to happening in the future. Our perceptions create our beliefs. So at a young age, we perceive things to happen. And remember, our young minds, they can't process things to the complexities that we're able to process now. So we computer, our little brain computer says, okay, well, if somebody ignores me or turns me away, I must not be lovable. So something like that can happen. Our perception is an interpretation of our environmental situation, uh, or motives of other people, or better yet, a misinterpretation of that. So our perceptions, um, when you know, once we perceive something, we want to also validate it because we always want to be right. So if we look at at the situation and we're looking for evidence to support the perception. We are also tending to validate with more misperceptions. It's very, very one-sided. So why doesn't changing a behavior work for a very long? Resistance. We must change the belief that created the behavior in the first place, which means we have to change the perception that created that belief. Otherwise, we just go right back to the pre-programmed autopilot mode that keeps us in the same predicament. So let's move on to step three where The R is for reframe. So we're going to erase the old negative belief, instill a new positive one, and turn that inner critic into a cheerleader. How do we do that? There are two paths you can go. You can do it with a professional guidance and support, which is highly effective and quick to shift, or you can do it yourself. That usually tends to end up with a lot of trial and error, it's very timely, it could be costly, and you may or may not even be focusing in the right place. So. Many of my clients say, I already know this stuff. Why can't I shift out of it? And that's because they haven't gotten to the root of the issue. Most of the time, they're only scratching the surface. So let me just give you a few tips to walk away with. Acknowledge that self-criticism is damaging because it's the inner critic that's telling you the things based on your beliefs. Then find out if it's even valid. Ask yourself, is this even valid? Is there facts that support this? Then where it came from. Once you know where it came from, you can resolve it and release it. And then you can flip the script of the inner voice to more positive scripts. So instead of saying that you're not lovable, you will recognize and know that you are lovable. And then just stay the course. It's progress over perfection. It is a process. So having the help and guidance is invaluable, whether you are doing it yourself or with yourself.